0: This is Keyed In with Max and Brent, unlocking the minds of the industry's top real estate professionals. And now, here are your hosts, Max Rabin and Brent Jackson.
1: Welcome to the Keyed In Podcast. This is our greatest hits episode. We're just wrapping up the second quarter. We've got clips of our most recent guest. We want to give a special shout out to some of our most popular episodes, including Kira epstein Beagle, Nate Guggenheim, Ann Savage, Matt Grimes, Robert and Tyler. We hope you enjoy this Greatest sits from the Keyden Podcast.
2: And you can get into the gold, elite, triple, platinum, triple secret class of his, you know, if you pay more money.
3: Right, obviously.
2: And someone puts up a velvet rope, I want to leap right over it. So, you know, I paid all this money to get in this class and develop a website. And in a weird way, it's not like I had this huge passion to develop a website. I just thought, oh, this could be cool, or this might be a good idea, or she seems to be doing well. And it ended up being one of the things that I, again, tripped into that ended up, being good. And mind you, I spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours on this website. I mean, I had to pick all the buildings. I wrote most of the copy. I came up with these ideas about the hidden penthouse list and, and you know, the it building list. And, you know, as we add buildings, which we're doing all the time, it's like this major like surgery effort to like get. Oh, yeah.
4: the, the way that my business runs today, I think, is a, a third, a third, and a third. A third of my time is spent just doing my own retail real estate. So you want to buy a house or a condo or do both. Your family circumstances are changing and you need to do something in the market. Great. A third is managing and helping the team. Uh, and I'm super proud of all of their efforts and how awesome we all click together. And their individual performances are, have been incredible
5: because
4: mm-hmm. um, helping them do better is something that I take a lot of pride in and seeing the growth that we've been able to achieve collectively is is pretty cool. But helping them is probably about a third of the time. And then I think another third, the final third, is the developer business, which kind of keeps the flywheel going to give us new inventory, to give us new product, to give us new opportunities to do open houses. And as you guys both know, like in this market, new product and new development seems to move at a little bit of a faster clip. People just want something that's more turnkey, not, you know, a fixer upper. So having inventory that is really well received in the market works out really well, too. But I'm super fortunate that those three pieces seem to reinforce each other and create some unity to, to keep our momentum and growth going
6: this is how bad it was right so i'm 23 i believe at the time and i'm like distraught I'm like you know my job has gone right my, my stable income and insurance everything so i like got you know got up from the table super upset walked back to the office got my stuff and left and um the following day i canceled my my 401k and cashed it out it was like 800 something dollars okay. in it, right? <laughs> I paid, I paid the penalty of like 10%, yeah, 80, you know, and, yeah. take that and, and, and was like, man, like, you know, now, now I'm like in the real world and, and now it's not real estate full time. So I need, need, need to make it happen. And that was my like introduction into real estate, you know, and, and I left. So when that happened, I left my friend's company. I hadn't sold any properties in that, in that time frame, and joined Long and Foster and in my first year in real estate you know I sold two houses and made $7,000 so
2: sink or swim you know learn this business learn how to act and we had very high net worth like sort of demanding clients and I had to rise to that and I love the challenge of it it's taught me a lot i learned so much from Michael. We were selling at the top of the industry in DC. So I was around so many of the other really titans of DC real estate. And it's just watching them interact when they would bring their buyers through our listings and vice versa. And just, just jumped on that quick.
1: I'm just thinking out loud only because the movie came on. I think I was watching it last week, but it reminds me of devil rails Prada, right? Like Michael Rankin is the Titan in Washington, DC. He scares the hell out of not only agents, but lenders, title attorneys, buyers, Scared the hell out of me for years. Yeah. It's like you, you want to like, you, he demands perfection so that yeah. you got the job. And like, now you're in Hathaway. You're like his right hand person. And you nailed the job because we did a few transactions together. And like, he raises everybody's uh, level of experience or comfort. But I remember some of our high end clients, we were walking through properties and, like, you, you nailed it like you are the ultimate professional. And none that comes from your background, but also some training from Mr. Rankin. That's right. Yeah.
2: yeah.
7: There's one piece of advice that I would give an agent who is starting out that is critically important is there's so many waves in this job of good times bad times and kind of oscillating in between and every commission check pull out those taxes every commission check like build your budget for yeah. the year and figure out like generally speaking kind of what you're going to spend because if you can really treat it like a business like you will survive no matter what it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you know next month you have no sales because you'll be prepared. So like, you know, bringing on the admin, I made sure I had an entire year salary banked for her so that that way, no matter what happened to me, I wasn't stressing about paying an employee. And that lack of stress just allows you to be such a sharper agent for your clients because you're not worried. Like you're not focused on, oh my God, I have to get this deal. And I can't even tell you how quickly you can see a client spot desperation. I mean, my favorite thing at that age was... I was able to be so confident because I really did run it like a business and when you would see that agent coming in who you knew was going to be your competition but also like doesn't run their business the same way I was like I got this because like they're not going to be as cool and collected because they need the commission they right. need to make it happen
1: yeah there's been some good developers as you know that have left or have left or are leaving the city and it's part of it is finding the dust cost, deals, cost uh, dealing with the city they're yeah. just like we'll go to north carolina and it's a lot easier down there a yeah. lot more land a lot more land and you still you know you're in research triangle there's a lot of uh, schools right there oh, so yeah. there's always turnover
3: well there's been that sort of movement too and the developers have started to speak up and say that it's, it's not a foregone conclusion that developers will want to develop in dc eternally, you know, and I think right. sometimes the city takes that for granted, and they yeah. make it hard, uh, between TOPA, and then some of these chimney extension rules and the zoning of RF1, like they, the rules keep changing, DCRA, and are you, listening? Yeah.
8: <laughs> you know, being a husband and wife team actually gives some it, it, it makes it easier, right? Because we are all on the same page not only at home in the way that we're raising the children and running the household, but also in business. Because unfortunately, if you've got a nine-to-five job and you've got other people that are kind of doing the same tasks, you guys might not be on the same page all the time because there might be some jealousy here. And, oh, my gosh, that person got this promotion and that raise. Well, that's none of that with us, right? But I know I have to listen and do as she says for the most part. Because then... (laughs) <laughs> because then home life and business life, it's its
1: fantastic. Though. Happy wife, happy life. Absolutely. Oh,
9: I think he learned that early on. It just rolls right off yeah. his tongue.
1: Well, I, I, I can <laughs> say it. I don't necessarily, you know, practice, practice. it. Right. <laughs> exactly.
7: Yeah, but it was still a, a very different time. I remember certain conversations where... Jeez, Michael, I don't know. Do we want to get a, a new computer that's a 256 or a 486? I mean, you know, <laughs> do we get the laser printer or ah, these decisions? And, yeah. And I remember Michael, God, I, I don't know. We did over 2 million this year, but maybe, like, maybe wait, should I get an
3: assistant? The brokerage? Um, Like, oh, oh, know, on, on his. Same, yeah. Yeah. Right. Know. It was Right.
7: You know, very different. Very different. The, you know, the. We would do things like every Friday afternoon, I would be calling into the post to place our ads. Right. Oh yeah. So
1: DCRA is no joke. I mean, we just finished building our house. I've said that many times on here, and it took us. It was almost a year to get through the planning and permitting, and that was also during COVID, where. I think you literally had to, you know, beg and plead for someone to answer the phone because like they weren't they just weren't there. There was nobody answering the phones down there in DCRA. I know. So you know that started the backlog, and then going all the way through to ordering our materials. It's it, it's it's not fun for these developers. And to your point earlier, and some of the past guests have noted this it's not fun dealing with DCRA but then you have a store some of your neighbors it's easier to go to like Raleigh North Carolina where you have a lot of land and then you could build from the ground up you have land less restrictions and Mm -hmm. then it's cheaper to build down there.
3: Yeah I mean if you're a developer in the business of developing properties and built or building you've got to look where the pastures are greener and if that you may have to relearn the the lay of the land just like i, I just saw the music man in new york you gotta know the territory yeah but i i must say that you can completely understand shifting your business model and your business plan to switch locations to not have to deal with some of the uh the other hurdles that you would deal with in development much less the cost of everything so yeah makes total sense mm-hmm.
8: You know, I think it was great. It was actually a great experience to have before coming to the residential mm-hmm. resale environment because, as you can imagine, and you guys both know this yeah. uh, because you work with developers as well, it instills a level of discipline that I think a lot of people in our Uh, profession don't have. Because, you know, it's one thing when you're dealing with an individual seller and communicating with them. But when you are working for a developer who's got institutional investors, and they need reports on spreadsheets every week, and they want to log every single call that came into the office, and they want detailed reports on the feedback from every lead. That's the kind of responsibility that then... I think helps make you a better agent for sure in any part of this business.
5: Yeah. When we started out, we were publishing three articles a week and now we're publishing 20 articles a week. And we realized within the first four months that we weren't getting the eyeballs with three articles a week, nor were we getting any interest from potential advertisers. So what we started doing is essentially just trying to reach out to as many people as we could in the development world. You know, a lot of cold emails, just introducing ourselves and saying, here is what we want to do. And I can't remember the first major scoop that we got, but our first advertiser was, and mind you, this is in 2008 when, you know, we launched in July 2008, the bottom fell out in September 2008. And then- We didn't have an advertiser for another three months after that, but City Vista Condos at 5th and K, the developer from that low needed to sell like, I don't know, like 80 units or something. And so they were like, let's just take a flyer on this. And I can't remember, I think it was the Mayhood company who was selling them. So they reached out to us and we started doing you know, kind of banner ads for them. And and then that just begat another and another and another. And then that was kind of.
0: And then you also have to think, where do I want to be, right? So when I was sitting on the floor, this is maybe TMI, but like my mom had just died and I'm sitting on the floor of this one two bedroom apartment in Gaithersburg and I didn't have two pennies to rub together, right? But I was just saying, mom please can i please have a nanny i mean who was i to ask for a nanny i didn't have even have a job i didn't have two pennies to rub together i was on medical assistance from montgomery county because i didn't have any money to give birth right so i was essentially kind of on welfare but two years later what happens i'm living in georgetown and i gotta live a nanny see but all the nannies thought i was a nanny too you want people to think they're your friends and they are my friends. I don't mean it like that, but you know, they're like, Oh, you should use Kira. She's a great friend of ours. We hang out and whatever. And then it's kind of this normal process versus, you know, trying to find an agent. I'm always surprised once, I think it's like three times last year, people found me on the internet and I'm like, I don't even know how you found me. You know, they Googled something and they found something, but it's rare. And so I think that's where, you know, I like to just like our wedding, we invited a bunch of our friends, but they happen to also be clients. So we had babies like parties for them. We invite them, you know, I love, we have a pool. So we just like invite people over to swim, you know, but it's just, it's normal. We hang out, but there are friends. They're not like, yeah, occasionally it'll be a client and then they become a friend, right. but there are people, you know, I go to people's, I think showing up is like one of the biggest things. Absolutely. Any party you get invited to, you go and, you know, someone once called it mandatory fun. Yeah. You know, the party will be fun, but like, it's probably not what you planned on doing that day because it's not, it's their housewarming party or their baby, whatever. And I go and you go for half an hour, but you show up.
9: I think in the sequence of of time, we started out with nothing. Then it went to spreadsheets. Then it went to. We started to learn about software. There's lots of software out there in real estate, and we started to do tons of research. And we found a lot of good tools. We found lots of things that were really helpful helpful for tracking, helpful for reporting, for communicating. And we put all this stuff together. And that was probably two, three years into the business. We started to do that, and it started to work. And it and it was a good solution. But then a couple things happened. We number one, it like very quickly got really expensive. We almost didn't even notice it till we started to look at the bills and we were like into the multiple thousands of dollars per month with all these tools. And then on top of that, I remember this might've been one of like the initial things that got us on the path that we ultimately went on, which was we were presenting at an event on our business, not on software or anything, just on our business. And we were showing some slides and uh, afterwards, a couple of people came up to us and said, like, what was that thing you were showing? Like, what was that report? What, what like, how do I get that? And uh, can you build this for us? Can we buy this from you? Right. And we didn't have a way really to give it to them because it was just like eight different software products that we integrated. And the only way we could do it was to charge maybe a f- either spend a ton of time for nothing or charge a one-time fee to build it for them, which would take a long time. It was like totally not any way we could deliver this in a reasonable way. So we thought, number one, it has to be sort of on one system. And number two, it has to be something that doesn't require building again for one person. Mm -hmm. We ended up realizing if we were going to give this to other people, which it seemed like a lot of people were asking for it, um, we needed to come up with something that we needed deliverability like fast, and easy deliverability. So we did that, but we've only had that now for the last two, 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 three years or so. So you developed your own platform. Yes.
3: Is that is that the platform you developed with with Salesforce?
9: Yes. So correct. Yeah.
10: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the problem also is people love houses. I mean, so when when Ann and I go to like a bar, or to like a cocktail party, or you know whatever, people are always like, you know, in DC especially, like, what do you do? do? Yeah. And we don't tell them we're a real nope. estate
6: agents. Can't do that. You anymore. know, a lot
10: of agents will go to places and like try to like network and be like, I'm going to get a client. Yeah, definitely want to tell them, right? We do the opposite. We're no, like, I don't
7: want to hear about your bathroom renovation renovations. No, that's bar. exactly.
10: You tell people the, they're like, oh, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a real estate agent. It's like, oh my god, I just renovated my kitchen. Here, look at these pictures. How's and the I'm,
6: market? What do you think about? Tell this, me about that the other. Oh yeah, wow.
10: we went to a cocktail party the other day. And the, person ha- this guy who came up to us happened to know we were real estate agents because the person in the party was another real estate agent introduced us as her colleagues okay so the guy turns to us and goes how's the market and yeah, we're like of we just said which one <laughs> and he was like what do you mean and i was like what market he's like well the market and i was like like the house market in iowa or like the condo it's market and It's an easy question
7: to ask. It's a really difficult question to answer. And people get a lot of their information from the newspaper or yes. from co- other cocktail stories. And, and not every, every single situation is different. Everyone is different. So you can't – and people want to know about themselves. They don't want to know about everything. And right. that's what makes it so difficult.
10: When they want, like, the tweet answer. You know, yes. it's like, markets great. Like, you should sell your house. So we have
7: it's a like... whole story we tell other people yeah we have a whole what other career store? yeah
10: what uh, we're in the what? firewood business we
7: sell firewood specifically to restaurants and hotels mm-hmm. certain kind of firewoods particularly for wood fi- for pizza, pizza ovens, ovens yeah. okay. kindling is a specialty of ours yeah. dry age no pesticides
0: it extends too to things like when you're traveling we love i love airbnb right all day long you go travel you stay there oh, yeah but for Tim, if he walked into an Airbnb, if the studio was an Airbnb, he would see maybe a light bulb that wasn't working. He'd see things. So he likes a nice hotel. Right. So it's just funny how your job really influences. Then we love to travel. So, you know, that part of our life.
3: Yeah. You, you walk into an Airbnb, you're <laughs> like this is just another property management. Nightmare. Yeah.
6: I'm like, oh, look, a welcome letter. Oh, yeah, that, that, you know, <laughs> Oh look, uh, you know, and I'm kind of going, No. <laughs>
3: If you're just if you're just flipping through the Correct. podcast, and you just started at this point. We're talking about TikTok and how to make more effective. TikToks. And yeah. let me say that the there is no like hard written rule. It's everyone's they're constantly modifying the algorithm and what works. The key is, though, consistency right. in posting. Yes. Because they they just they want you to be on the app. Right. And they want everyone else to be on their app. Right. So the more you do it and use their tools, mm-hmm. the more likely you are to get that. Exactly. big pen.
0: And I follow a few of the like, I guess they're TikTok influencers that talk about how to get your TikToks going viral. And so I think that they have, you know, they've said like post it and then close the because they yeah, they want like TikTok wants you to come back, you know, and continue checking. So I don't know. Maybe. But it sometimes works. I come back and I'm like, oh, that was a thousand views.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It is nice, though, when you close it come back and it's got you've got a bunch of notifications right that's all that's a dopamine hit that we always for sure
0: i've
3: been working with this buyer and we've looked at this house in old town alexandria a few times old town alexandria is a super popular market the house has been on the market for a million four for 30 days in a location that should move just fine if it's priced appropriately And at first she wanted to do a home sale contingency for the place she currently owns. And I was, this was like over a month ago. And I was like, no way, just forget about it. That's like a waste of time. But now the time has passed and the agent's calling me saying, what's up with your buyer? I said, we can put anything we want on paper right now. Let's put it to the test because this is the opportunity to do something like that for that particular listing that didn't exist
11: a month and a half (laughs) ago, really. So Jordan, we trusted you in D.C. with our client. What's going on here? He just his wife just sent me the address of their home that they just closed on last week. Why? What is going on here? We you said to us that nobody was we put in the LLC. We did everything you said. And I'm like. My name's on the deal. Other agents know that I was showing homes to your right. client. And they're the ones that probably reported this. I don't have any proof of that because the reporter in Washington is not going to tell me that. So for me to say, you know what, Max, double side the deal, put in there for real trends that you did a buyer representation for this deal and you also represented the seller. I don't want my name anywhere near this. Mm-hmm. So in MLS, it's like Max has added ten million to his volume, but five million is actually me. But I'm going to take away five million from my volume, for to protect the client. Yeah. Or non-subscribing to MLS, which is more common. I've had a lot of really, really strong agents in DC to say, Jordan, we're not going to double side the deal. We didn't. We didn't represent the client. That's not. It's not good. There's some agents that don't do that, and they want the numbers. I won't tell you who they are, but <laughs> there are some agents
3: that well, I can I can take tell it. I can tell our audience right now that all of my recent double side deals are not athletes. Okay, they were they're legit. All Perfect. Right? Just, but but I like this. I, I like what you're this is, going it's with. This. It's very interesting. I never really even thought about it. So now I'm going to be looking at these. I want to add a little
11: really... nugget. I want to yeah. add a little nugget to this. So so you we we as professionals, especially in this space, and even with your guys wealthy clients that you know have a target on their back like not just athletes having nobody's knocking on the door to get autographs this is dc i mean let's get serious a lot of people just don't care they don't care that their neighbor plays for the wizards they don't even know who it is but there there are very wealthy clients that do have enemies in the business world and have probably made oh, yeah. money when other people are losing money <laughs>
8: have to say it's like i love your podcast i actually listen
1: well thank you, thank I, you. you too. Yeah, I mean <laughs> tindley,
8: i do you know when i'm on the treadmill or whatnot i do listen to the podcast and i think it's great to get the kernels of just really interesting tidbits that that people bring to the show yeah. you know you feel like you get to a certain point in your career you're always learning And so thanks for doing this because I think you are talking with great people in the business and all of us can always learn more. So I'm going to, I'm sure, pick up something new every week. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right.
0: Thanks for listening to Keyed In with your hosts, Max and Brent, unlocking the minds of the industry's top real estate professionals. For more information on selling your home, find us online at keyedinpodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Keyed In on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast, at Raven Max, and at Brent E. Jackson. And follow Max on TikTok at MaxwellRaben underscore properties.